be a billionaire so freaking bad by all of the things I never had. Welcome to episode 8 of the Celebrity Net Worth podcast. Today, I am joined by one of our writers, Joey Held. Hey, how's it going, bud? So, Joey and I, you and I have actually, we don't really know that much about each other other than our <laughs> periodic, like, weekly emails. Uh, tell me about yourself. I mean, earlier today, I thought you lived in Cleveland. Turns out you live in uh, Chicago? Well, from Chicago originally, I live in Austin now. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I've, I've bounced all over the place. Went to college in Miami. Um, Hurricanes got a big win today against Drexel. Always good to see college basketball cool. move up. Um, cool. Moved out to LA for a little bit. Did some writing out there, and then moved to Austin. So here I am, and it's like forty degrees. So clearly the warm weather is not. Yeah, uh, not been down here for a while. Great. Oh, yeah, it's raining up in San Francisco where I am right now as well. So everybody's cold, and uh, I feel like most people listening to this right now will probably be listening to it somewhere in the country during this terrible snowstorm around Thanksgiving that is just brutal. Oh my goodness, it's terrible, yeah. So you've kind of become like the sports writer of Celebrity Net Worth, which I think is really awesome because for a long time we were definitely missing a good sports voice. So have you always been really into sports? Yeah, I mean, I picked up a basketball probably when I was still crawling um, and just – I've always loved the game since then. I um, started getting into football and baseball as I got a little bit older. Um, and now, you know, I'll even get into tennis, golf, NASCAR, all different kinds of things. So, so yeah, you've been writing those awesome weekly roundups of everything people need to know in the NFL. I've been really, I, I, don't, I don't pay super close attention to football, but I really love being able to read those wrap-ups periodically. So those have been really fun to have on the site. Yeah, there's some terrible football out there sometimes, so I watch it so no one else has to. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are your what are your what are your what's your team? Is it the Bears or is it the Bears? And it's been just just terrible to watch. They have yeah, <laughs> like, and it was it was especially frustrating because their very first game of the season uh, they played Buffalo, and it was supposed to be you know Buffalo was a terrible team. Bears were great. They were going to run all over them. The first drive, Cutler went like six for six with this throwing passes left and right. Forte was running well. It looked great. I'm like, this is how it's going to be all year. And since then, it is, it's just gone downhill. And it's just been so inconsistent. Really. So what's, but yeah, I mean, I keep hearing jokes. Like every week that there's a, a game I see on Facebook, people like laughing about the Bears. Like what do they keep doing so terribly every week? That, like is it, is it Cutler alone or is it the whole team? Oh, it's the whole team. Um, they had a, a pair of games where they, I mean, they played New England and Green Bay, so Brady and Rodgers is a pretty good quarterback, but um, the Bears defense still gave up. Well, I should put the Bears as a whole because Cutler had at least one uh, pick six in there, but as a whole gave up 106 points combined in the two Whoa. games. And that's, yeah, that's never a good thing. Uh, and the, the defense was so terrible last year, but the offense was a lot better, so it at least kind of masked that, and now they're just both really rough but they, they've got some uh, some easy games coming up so maybe they can make a late push yeah i, I don't think it's gonna happen but keep up alive yes fingers crossed so today we you you sent us and we published a great article that is real very much related to this about backup quarterbacks sort of like career backup quarterbacks and i think this is a really interesting topic um generally not even for sports fans just anybody who could be in this scenario can you kind of remind us what the general people who didn't read the article or maybe they read it a week ago like what was the what was the overall crux of the article that we posted today uh, well, it was mostly how 
it can be very lucrative being a backup quarterback uh, in the National Football League. And uh, just listing, uh, trying to stick with current players uh, or people who are still in the NFL, uh, and just what their career earnings are worth based, you know, price per game or, or price per completion or something like that. And no one embodies this better than Matt Flynn, who uh, currently is the backup for the Green Bay Packers. He was the backup for the Green Bay Packers a few years ago as well, um, and played. So, so, so hold on. So he's uh, he's he's been the backup for the for the Packers. For how many years now? Or did he have a break where he wasn't? Yeah, he had a break. So um, I believe it was uh, 2011. The Packers were 14 and one. Uh, I'm sorry, 2012. Uh, 14 and one, and so they rested all their starters. Um, and Matt Flynn got to play. It was his first start, and he he played very well. He you know had uh, three touchdowns. I think he threw for like 466 yards. Uh, you know, just an absurdly great offensive performance. And that one game uh, caused the Seattle Seahawks to take a chance on him, sign him as their quarterback. Um, but of course, that was the year Russell Wilson came into the league. And so <laughs> Russell Wilson got the starting job there. Um, and then the next year, um, Matt Flynn signed with Oakland and was still uh, you know, going to be the starter that year. Uh, and then lost the job to Terrell Pryor, which is uh, a little more embarrassing, I'd say, than losing it to Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if Terrell Pryor is still on the Raiders, so he definitely didn't keep that job long. Um, and then he tried to sign on in Buffalo as the third-string quarterback, and I uh, got cut eventually from that. So he ended up back in Green Bay this year. And he's actually appeared in the last couple of games because Packers have been blowing everyone out and all their games are done by the first half. So how much money has he made in the in the years that he's 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 never really actually been a starting quarterback. Am I right in saying that? Yes, he is. He has signed with the intent of being one, but by the time the games actually start, he has not been the starter. And, and how much money has he made in the years that that's been the case so far? Seventeen and a half million dollars over six years. <laughs> okay, all right. So let me pause you right there. So, so you got a hypothetical situation. You're Matt Flynn in your in his heart of hearts at this point in his career, or even like earlier in his career. If he was given the choice, like it sounded like he wanted to be a starter somewhere, even at like a subpar team. Like, but let me ask you, Joey. Like, you have those two options. You have the option of being a starter, guaranteed starter for a really like mediocre to subpar team, versus to be the backup quarterback for somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Make you you make the same amount of money for the same amount of time. One scenario, you could. In the first scenario, you could get all the glory, win a Super Bowl, all on you, superstar, you're awesome, everybody remembers your name forever. Or, you know, the opposite of that, you could tank and go away, you disappear. The other option is you, you sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, you maybe get a couple of Super Bowl rings, you get a ton of money, you never get hurt, you still get to go to bars and be Matt Flynn, or maybe he's already married, probably married to a super hot chick because he's a pretty cool dude. What would you choose? Uh, it's, it's, I think initially I'd love to just sit behind, uh, you know, one of the greats. Um, cause I, I think at least for the first few years of my career, you know, that you'd have that, that seeing like that preparation week in, week out and being behind someone like Aaron Rodgers. And it's another, I think kind of underrated aspect of being the backup is that if you, like let's say the starter gets hurt, you come in as the backup. No one's really expecting much. Like perfect example last year with the Bears, Josh McCown, who's been, you know, a journeyman quarterback. He's, he had been in the league for about 10 years, um, hadn't really done much. And then he comes in when Cutler goes down and just plays out of his mind for, you know, not even half a season. Uh, and, and now he's in Tampa Bay as the starter. 
Uh, so when you come in and have no expectations on you, pretty much anything you do is going to be, you know, exceeding those expectations. And if you fail, then it's like, well, he wasn't supposed to be very good anyway. So I, I think it is a really great situation to be in. Yeah. And haven't there been a number of situations where the starting quarterback gets hurt or maybe he's getting a little older? Like, wasn't Steve Young just a backup to Joe Montana at some point? And then Joe Montana maybe takes a couple of days off and all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but it does seem like that is a decent strategy as well. To just wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's been, like, Aaron Rodgers himself being behind Brett Favre for a ton of years, and then when he comes on, he's looking great. Tom Brady did it the same way with Drew Bledsoe. Um, even more recently, Colin Kaepernick uh, coming on uh, after Alex Smith got hurt. Um, and that is one of the rare cases where I feel like it worked out for both quarterbacks with Alex Smith, obviously having a, a great career uh, still in Kansas City. Yeah. So okay, and all this being said, you would you would take the option of going. What if what if I told you you would probably never play? What if what if I told you you would just be basically a backup quarterback, and you probably like you're going to ride out Aaron Rodgers' entire career, um, and then you're probably going to retire as well. But you still get lots of money, and you never get hurt, never have any sort of concussions or anything like that. <laughs> hmm. Then I don't know. It would. I think it would be fun to to at least get out there for one season. Like, I mean, even with the, the Oakland Raiders now, who are just a mess. Um, I mean, I say that from the comfort of my own couch. I'm sure Derek Carr might feel a little differently, you know, running for his life all the time. But I, yeah. I think it would be fun to try it for a season. So maybe I could hope for, like, a you know non-career-threatening injury to Aaron Rodgers just for, like, a, a week or two, and I'll, I'll get in there for a little bit. But Yeah, and then you can go back to sitting on the sideline. So that's, that's, I think, the right strategy. You just... Collect paychecks, smile, be very. Did you see recently there was a video of Peyton Manning? This was a couple weeks back where Peyton Manning, he like, even though they were blowing out whichever team they were playing, it was the fourth quarter, and in the backup quarterback, you see him on the sideline, and he thinks he's going in, and then Peyton comes off. He's like, no, I'm going I'm to go back in. And he like, the backup quarterback like throws his head, helmet up in the air, and like almost disgust because he's like, at what point will I get into this game? I did see that with uh, Brock Osweiler. Um, yeah. yeah, and it was it was fantastic. I had heard I don't know how true this is, but I heard um, from someone I don't know if it was just like a somebody was at the game or something. But they said that Osweiler was kind of uh, fooling around on the sidelines, and Peyton Manning saw the play clock was running down, so he's like, "Well, this guy's not going to go in right now, so let me just get in there." And uh, apparently, Brock Osweiler did he did get in eventually, so he got to throw some passes, hand off some balls. So. That's not, not the worst thing in the world, I guess. Um, you reminded me, my buddy uh, Johnny was Eli Manning's backup quarterback at Ole Miss for like four years. Like they're the exact same age. And he played in like one game for 30 seconds. And he had one completion. So he likes to joke that he has like the best record in Division One football of all time because he has like one completion, but whatever. Quarterback rating, nice. He also claims he introduced Eli Manning to his to Eli Manning's current wife because whatever that woman's name is, she's really hot. Apparently, at a bar one night, came up to my buddy Johnny and was like, "Hey, you're on the football team, right? You're you're like a you're like a quarterback for the football team." And Johnny's like, "Yeah, I am." And then she's like, "Can you introduce me to Eli Manning?" And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." And then he did, and now they're married. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to add that to the resume, too. Professional matchmaker. Yeah. Not so bad. Um, so what are, what, are you, what are you thinking for this upcoming weekend of football? 
Uh, it is just very difficult to predict. Um, I'm, as, as you can tell by my weekly picks, I think I'm like 10 games under 500 now. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I feel like weeks 11, 12, and 13, there's always kind of one in there that just really throws everyone off, and you have no idea what to expect. That could be it this week. It's a lot of games that you think are going to be easy, like, you know, Tennessee comes to Philadelphia. Like, that should be an easy one for the Eagles. Um, Kansas City tonight plays Oakland, and, like, something's telling me that Oakland might maybe pull this off, but I don't know. It's really hard to pack an 0-10 team, but it's just one of those, you know, classic trap games where Kansas City just beats Seattle. It's a hard-fought game come into Oakland on a short night and then they play Denver next week and that's probably going to determine who wins the AFC West. So it's one of those, you know, Oakland hasn't given up yet. Like the, when the Lions went 0-16 uh, a few seasons ago, that, like by the time they were like 0-12, you could just tell they were like a team that was defeated and just kind of mailed it in. But the, the Raiders are still at least competing out there. And if, I mean, they're 5-5 five and five against the spread, so they're at least kind of close in these games. So if ever they're going to win, it might be tonight, but I, I don't know if I can pull the trigger on that. <laughs> do you ever place uh, money on your on your predictions? Um, I do, yes. Um, never anything super, you know, mortgaging, but just kind of with uh, any spare cash I have, uh, might toss it around a little bit. But there's, I mean, there's definitely some good games coming up this, uh, this week. New England and Detroit is one that I'm. Excited to see because that's at least two really good offenses. Well, Detroit's offense hasn't been great lately, but um, they have the potential to definitely be good. And any game that's a shootout like that uh, is always an exciting one. And then Baltimore and New Orleans, it's two teams that have you know, kind of been pretty inconsistent. Um, New Orleans especially, who used to be unbeatable at home, but they've lost the last couple of weeks. Um, Megan Baltimore now, so that's, that might be the season for New Orleans, but I feel like I say this every week with the NFC South, and I mean, right now Atlanta's in first place, and they're four and six. And then you look at the, like the AFC North, and the last place team is six and four, so it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's interesting to me about at the NFL this season is that it started off on such a sour note with like, all these crazy controversies and suspensions and Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson. And there's always this sort of like undertone of the concussion debate. And I saw an article today that listed the top 30 most watched programs on television year to date to the last uh, almost, almost 11 months. And the top, I think 12 are NFL airings of like, you know, the, I mean, I'm not, I don't know which ones exactly, but the top 12, like there's no break in there. Like it's the number 13 is like game seven of the world series. Then there's a couple other football games and there's another world series game. And then like towards the bottom, there's like the big bang theory or something like that. But it's, it's incredible how like the, the product that the national football league puts together every year is so high quality and entertaining that it's almost impossible to like, it's it's impossible to disrupt that people love it no matter what. Yeah. It's incredible. And then Roger Goodell gave his you know, non-press conference. I don't know what that was maybe a month and a half ago now. And everyone was you know calling for his resignation. He's like, actually, let me just uh, step back and not say anything for a month and a half. Um, and then just let the product speak for itself. Uh, and I, I think that's probably the best thing he could have done. Then he comes out and resuspends Adrian Peterson. So 
Who knows what the... Yeah, he just did that. He just resuspended Adrian Peterson, right? So he's... What's the situation? Is Adrian Peterson going to be able to come back next year? Uh, He should be able to. I think the Vikings... I mean, it's the smart thing to let him go um, because they would actually save about $13 million if they cut him. Whereas if they hold on to him, it's just dead weight. And for, you know, how how much of a passing league the game is. Adrian Peterson already makes, uh, I think it's $4.7 million more than the next highest paid running back. Um, and he's about to turn 30 years old, which is generally the kiss of death for running backs. So it's uh, it's in the Vikings' best interest, I think, to cut ties with them. Um, and, of course, it looks great from a PR standpoint, too. So uh, I'm sure he'll play next year, but I, I doubt he'd get a, a really big contract. I'm sure a team would probably just take a year or two flyer on him. And I'm... Um, Almost 100 percent sure it won't be the Vikings. And do you think Ray Rice will ever play in the NFL again? Yeah, I'm sure someone will take a chance on him too. Although his, he's a little tougher because he he wasn't very good last year, um, and so I, I feel like at least with Peterson, you know, he's had a great history and is and was had one you know pretty good game this year before the the suspension came down or the non suspension whatever they termed it originally um, before that came down. Um, and so I think, you know, it's, it's easier for a team to kind of take a gamble on a, a better talent like that. But I'm sure at some point, you know, a couple of the, the first string running backs will get injured and then teams will probably start looking at Ray Wright as well. Well, it'll definitely be fun to watch. I, I mean, there was a time earlier this year where I didn't think Roger Goodell would ever work in the NFL again. I didn't think Ray Rice would ever live in the United States again. And, um, you know, they're bouncing around. So, I mean, Roger Goodell didn't even affect him. Didn't affect him at all. Yeah. The guy makes $50 million a year to, I think it's the easiest job in the world, until it's terrible. Like, he had one really bad week this year, like, just stressful. But other than that, it's like, go to football games, be a nice guy, smile, take photos, and make $50 million a year. Yeah, it's not not the uh, worst job in the world, for sure. That's crazy. Well, uh, let's wrap this thing up. I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time. and um, But, like, talk to us a little bit about what else, what other stuff you work on down there in Austin. I mean, do you, uh, do you work on other sites? Of, I mean, other than Celebrity Net Worth, are you going to school? What, what, what is your situation? Um, so I work in marketing currently um, for local businesses throughout the country. Also love music, so play um, in a band down here doing some, some rock, some punky kind of stuff, um, and also making a hip-hop album on the side because I feel like cool. the rap scene is not you know, well-represented enough here in Austin, so I definitely got to <laughs> promote that a little bit. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's at Joseph Currency. Um, say, that, say that again. I think you broke up a little bit. At Joseph Currency. Cool. Joseph Currency. Yeah, both spelled the normal ways. No, no crazy alternate spellings here. I'm also on Instagram. I mostly just post um, really corny jokes on there, um, written on pieces of paper. So, if you ever you know need a cheesy joke for a dinner party or something, it's definitely a good source to check out. What's the Instagram? Same thing. Joseph Same Currency. Thing, yeah. Cool. Same thing. And speaking of Instagram, you can announce this last week. You can now follow us, which it, we didn't always have Celebrity Net Worth Instagram. We had Celeb Net Worth, but as of one week ago, roughly, we now own at Celebrity Net Worth. So if you want to follow that, um, I've been trying to figure out what people want to see on there because it's a weird one. Like the person who owned it previously was just posting like 
a photo of a celebrity with their net worth listed on it, which is like, I guess, interesting, but I mean, it didn't seem very compelling. So I've been trying to post more interesting things and photos of, of like actual stuff that I'm doing. And then I posted a photo of me today and someone was like, I'm not following this to see photos of you post photos of net worth. (laughs) So I can't win there, but uh, I'm still trying to figure out what works there. We'll figure it out. A work in progress, but exactly. Sure. Well, thanks for talking to us about sports. I feel a lot smarter right now about at the NFL. I'm definitely happy to happy to educate in any way I can. Cool. And I uh, also want to just thank Jameson Bennett, who's out there listening to us right now and producing this every week. Um, he is awesome. Thank you for that, everybody out there. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk to you in about a week. Uh, 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 uh,